Hello, this is Tanishka Sodhi from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 24th of February. Speaking at the inaugural session of the meeting of G20 finance ministers and central bank governors today, RBI Governor Shakti Kanta Das called upon G20 nations to work together to address challenges that confront the global economy, the Hindu reported. Das highlighted issues such as financial stability, debt distress, climate finance, global trade fractures and strains on global value chains as critical areas of concern. He acknowledged the improved outlook for the global economy and emphasized on the need for resolute action to achieve strong, sustainable, balanced and inclusive growth. The G20, a grouping of developing and developed nations, is currently under the India presidency. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman, meanwhile, said today that the G20 had the potential to transform lives across the globe and could be a forum to listen to the voices of the Global South. She said that under the India presidency, G20 discussions will focus on exploring holistic solutions to the most pressing global challenges. Former Congress Chief Sonia Gandhi, her son Rahul Gandhi and daughter Priyanka Gandhi Vadra were absent from a crucial party meeting held in Raipur today to discuss elections to the Working Committee, the party's top body, NDTV reported. Citing sources, the report said that the Gandhi family wanted to give the new Congress president, Malikarjun Kharge, a free hand and not influence decisions made during the meeting. However, they will be attending the rest of the three-day conclave which aims to brainstorm strategies for the 2024 national elections. This meeting is the Congress's 85th plenary session, where it is expected to make significant decisions to lay a roadmap for the 2024 Lok Sabha elections. It is also expected to finalise poll tie-up strategies with other opposition parties to take on the BJP. About 15,000 delegates are expected to attend the meeting which comes soon after Rahul Gandhi's Bharat Jodo Yatra came to an end. On the first day of the three-day session, the steering committee, standing in for the working committee after the previous one was dissolved during the leadership transition, will decide whether there will be elections to the top decision-making body or not. Congress will also bring about 30 amendments to the party's constitution, with changes that will include the forming party units at the village, Mandal and Ward levels. The Chief Justice of India, D.Y. Chandrachud, today refused to gag the media from reporting on the Adani Hindenburg issue, saying that there was no question of doing so. The CJI was responding to a request from advocate M.L. Sharma, who had moved the Apex Court earlier this month, asking for a gag on media reports on listed companies, including those belonging to the Adani Group unless the reports were first verified by SEBI. In the previous hearing on February 17th, the court had rejected the government's sealed cover suggestions on the names and mandates of the committee. The bench had said that it wanted to maintain full transparency and accepting the government's suggestions in a secretive manner would harm the credibility of the committee and its work. On January 25th, Hindenburg Research had published a report alleging that the Adani Group had pulled the largest corn in corporate history by engaging in brazen stock manipulation and accounting fraud over two decades, 
The report was the result of two years of investigation. The share prices of the companies of the Adani Group, which called the report maliciously motivated, have been in free fall since the report was published. Listeners, soon after this, social media exploded in a pro-Adani campaign to undo the damage that had been done. This sprawling campaign, propped up by the right-wing ecosystem and BJP supporters, used disinformation, misleading narratives and hyper-nationalism to get the job done. To know more, read Shweta Desai and Kunal Purohit's full story on Newslaundry.com. It is titled, Hit Job, China Funding, Inside the Pro-Adani Campaign to Undo Hindenburg Damage. Listeners, the reason we are able to report on stories such as this is because we don't rely on corporates or governments for support. We rely only on you, the subscriber, to power our reportage. To help us continue to bring you ground reports, videos and podcasts, head on to newslaundry.com slash subscription and choose the subscription plan of your choice. Lowest subscription plan starts at Rs 300 only. The Supreme Court of India today refused to hear a plea which had requested menstrual leave for female students and working women across India, LiveLaw reported. The bench, headed by CJI D.Y. Chandrachur, stated that it is a policy matter and not within their jurisdiction to address. It asked the petitioner to approach the Union Ministry of Women and Child Development to file a representation. In the course of the hearing, an intervener submitted that allowing menstrual pain leave could discourage employers from employing women. The CGI also remarked in this context that if employers were compelled to grant menstrual leave, it could disincentivize them from hiring women. The petitioner had argued that it was a violation of Article 14 of the Constitution as the Act differentiated women in the name of federalism and state policies. The plea also claimed that several countries, including the United Kingdom, China, Wales, Japan, Taiwan, Spain and more were already providing menstrual pain leave in one form or the other and that India had ignored this issue despite recognising and respecting motherhood and maternity of working women. Bihar and Kerala are the only states in India that allow menstrual pain leave for women. India chose to abstain from voting on a United Nations General Assembly resolution proposed by Ukraine and its allies. The resolution called for diplomatic efforts to achieve peace in Ukraine, reaffirm its sovereignty and territorial integrity and demanded the immediate withdrawal of Russian military forces. India consistently abstains from voting on UN resolutions related to Ukraine and emphasizes the need to respect international law. China, meanwhile, proposed a 12-point plan to end the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, including a call for a ceasefire, opening peace talks and measures to ensure the safety of nuclear facilities. While Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, called the proposal an essential first step, the US expressed scepticism about China's alliance with Russia. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
to catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.